This week on the Man Cave Sports Podcast, Gavin and I are going over the NBA with a special NBA preview special. The first games are tonight, so stay tuned for that. We have a lot of stuff to get to, so stay tuned and listen. Welcome, guys. It's another episode of the Man Cave Sports Podcast, and today we are not talking about football because... Gavin, guess what starts up tonight? NBA season starts you up tonight. Finally, I was I was getting tired of watching preseason games, not thinking it was the actual regular season, and I am so glad the NBA is back because we don't just have football to talk about now. We can talk about, you know, of course we can talk about the NBA now. So that's good. This is the best time of the year: NBA, NFL, college football, college basketball, in, in a month. But the fall and winter is my favorite season. I love nah, it. Nah, summer, cold. summer, summer's way, love, summer's way better. No, yeah, you man, you can man. stop that talk right now. Uh, 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 anyways, I, there's nothing better. <laughs> there's nothing better than you know sitting down, warm pajamas, maybe maybe have some milk, maybe have some popcorn, but just have some good food in general. No, no, it's better. And cuddling up and just watching the NBA. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I, sold me. You sold me on it. You sold me on food. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I mean, today is this going to be a special NBA preview special. No NFL, no college football. Even we we still love football, but it's NBA give, season. It's NBA season. We got to give it some love, and there is a a lot to talk about. Gavin and I have our predictions for the awards. We have our predictions for the standings for East and West, and there are some other headlines. That we need to get to and, that should and that need to be discussed. Our top ten players and they right now. Yes, our top ten players, which will be highly debated into... because someone is incompetent and doesn't understand who's good and who isn't. No, I'm not incompetent. <laughs> you... <laughs> I, I I have my reasons for the top ten. So, I think we should start off with uh, the e- the East West standings. So for the West, I think I think there's an old brainer for number one. Um, and if you have anyone else other than this team, then I think you're just high on cocaine or meth or any of those good drugs. Talking about the Kings, right? <laughs> Buddy Hill's going to have oh, yeah. a breakout year. You just wait Willie and see. Scalab is a year. Oh, yeah. The man's a monster. But seriously, yeah. Golden State's definitely number one. Yeah, number one for me. I mean, you, you you just look at that top five or that, you know, the the starting lineup. Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Katie, Draymond Green, DeMarcus Cousins. It's hard to, even the Bulls team, it's hard to say that's not the best starting five in NBA history. Which DeMarcus Cousins isn't going to be 100% this year, and he's not going to play I mean, most of the year. Honestly, but. though, the Warriors don't really need him to be 100%. This is if the best comes, team in the league without DeMarcus Cousins, and with him they're on a whole new level. Yeah, I mean, if if he comes back like seventy five to eighty percent healthy, the league's in for a big. Uh, the other teams, especially in the West, are in for a long season because you cannot double team anybody because Steph Curry's a knockdown. It virtually basically almost, anybody can hit an open shot on that team. Draymond's iffy, but everyone can hit an open shot. I mean, most shot. of the time when Draymond's wide open, he'll make it. I mean, Demarcus is also three point shooter, but he's he's capable. He's ca- yeah, he's capable. And Demarcus Cousins, you know, he's developed a, 
a jump shot. Not only is he one of the best well. th- uh, shooting big men in the league, he's also one of the best playmaking big men and in pa- the league. Oh, yeah. And that's so. another thing. Like, you can't double team or he's going to – everyone is a fairly decent passer yeah. on that team too. And that is such a dangerous team. Just with that top five, it's going to be hard for uh, – it's going to be for hard for Houston. It's going to be hard for OKC, Minnesota, everyone else in the it's West. It's going to be hard for any team in anybody. the league or any team in NBA history. <laughs> And it's you can't it's that one of the hardest teams to guard in probably in history because of all the that talent that's there, of course. If anyone out there thinks that the Warriors are not going to be the best team in the league this year and think that they're probably not gonna win the championship, you I, haven't even if, if you're selling basketball. their stock, I, I'm buying all the Warriors stock I can right now because this is one of the best teams in NBA history. I mean they and you talk about their bench too. I and mean, Sean Livingston's is still a quality role player. I mean, he's getting older. Iggy's straight defense off a, the bench. He's a veteran. Uh, Andre Iguodala, he's still a quality defender and someone that they, you know, they they need. And he's a good defender. Quinn too. Cook's instant Quinn, offense. Quinn Cook is definitely coming into his own. Shockingly, I mean, he came from Duke, which I don't like, but it's okay. But he's still. I mean, he's developing into a pretty good role player with, uh, with. With the Warriors, and I'm just mad that they got rid of Tari Ulis. The one thing that I am really upset about with the Warriors is not being able to bring back Patrick McCall, since he's still technically a restricted free agent by yeah. them, but it doesn't look like they're going to get a deal worked out. They picked but... up Jonas Jarepko. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they picked up... He's I mean, a nice three or three-point he's shooter, good. stretch he'll, big. You pop it out to him on a three-point line, he'll make it. I mean, they just—they have a good team all around again, and the only thing the Warriors have to worry about are the Warriors themselves, because of course, I mean that's another—that's we still have a year of basketball before people this starts to get like into really a full talk. But next summer, Draymond Green's contract is up, uh, Clay Thompson's contract is up, so there's been a lot of speculation because I mean, and also Kevin Durant too. Um, there's just a Clay, lot. Of... Clay Thompson actually came out today and said he would not take a discount to stay on the Warriors. So that's that's something that the Warriors are gonna have to think but about. But dream on probably, yeah. I mean, they also they have to think about money situation. I mean, it's not written in stone that they're winning the championship this year. With one bad ankle injury, Steph Curry getting injured again mm-hmm. from having to miss serious time. Yeah, that that would change. Warriors basketball, they would not be the same without Steph Curry, and I don't think they would win. If That's you take something I think that team. Kevin Durant's thinking about because it's always no matter who you put on that team, it's always going to be Steph Curry's team. Yeah, always. Kevin Durant's the best player on the team, but it's Steph and Curry's team. Yeah, I mean they have a lot to think about next summer, and that's neither here or there. I mean they still have a year of basketball and win another championship, but I mean I know Clay Thompson does probably doesn't. I mean he doesn't want to. I mean he just said it. Well, he's not going to take a discount. So, I mean, and there's been another, you know, speculation that he might go to L.A. next summer. I mean, we'll see. And That's still a year away, though, so. It is. Let's so get on got, with the standings. We got some more L.A. to talk about later as we go down the standings. You're going to hate me for this, and you've already, I already seen do. it. I already do. Number two, I have Utah ahead of Houston, ahead of OKC, ahead of Minnesota, ahead of New Orleans. Right, well, for me, I got number two is Houston Rockets. Tyler, sell me on why Utah's going to have a better record See, than U- uh, Houston. Houston, 
They lost two of their best defensive players, and Luke something moot, I think. I don't know. They lost him, and they also lost Trevor Ariza, which two of the best uh, wing defenders in the league. You get you those two leave, and then you add in the fact that they added Carmelo Anthony, which he did not have a good year with OKC. He did not mix well with a big three. And this year, there's even more of an ego in Houston than there is in Oklahoma City. So you add Carmelo to the mix with James Harden and Chris Paul, who all want the ball. And Carmelo Anthony is one of the worst defensive players also in the league. So I don't think... While I think Houston will be in the top five, I, they're not going to be as good as they were last year. Their defense is going to suck again. And Utah... You said their defense is going to suck again? Uh, no, I they sure. were one of the best defensive well, teams last year. Because year. they had Trevor Ariza, they added uh, P.J. Tucker. They, they still added, had P.J. Tucker. They, st- they still lost two of their best defensive players from last year. They're st- I mean, still, I they're... They're going to go back to Oakland. They also got rid of their worst defensive player left from last year, Ryan Anderson. That's true. All right, now you, you for Utah, Donovan Mitchell, only going to get better. I mean, he had a outstanding rookie year. No one was expecting it, but he's only going to get better. And you had key pieces, rookie Ricky Rubio. He appeared to be pretty well, do pretty well in that system. I hate to say this, but Grayson Allen might be a good piece, depending on whether or not, I mean, if he develops well. He'll be a good piece. Rudy Gobert, easily one of the best. Probably the one, I don't know. Quite He's the best defensive player in the league. The best defensive player in the league in Rudy Gobert. I just think this Utah team, they have better pieces than they have. While, of course, Houston has, you know, a top three, like a big three. Utah has more pieces to their team, and I think Utah is going to do a lot better than Houston. I disagree wholeheartedly. Tell me why. They have James Harden, who is a top-five player in the league. Easily. He he is. There's no disputing that. Nope. Chris Paul, top-five point guard in the league. And not to mention, Chris Paul is also one of the best defensive guards in the league at this point. He's one of the smartest guards in the league at this point. And you can argue that if he doesn't get injured... They beat the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals last year, so I would agree with that too. Uh, they're bringing back. Uh, they they had a little switch up. They did lose Trevor Ariza, which is one they, of the one of the best wing defenders in the lost league. Lost Luke Mbamute, who was injured most of the playoffs, didn't really get to play. Didn't seem to hurt him too much. Uh, but still lost his defensive ability. Uh, I agree, but they still have PJ Tucker. Right, they still have Clint Capella who is improving each and every year. Mm-hmm. Not as good as Rudy Gobert, obviously, but both but similar prototype. Uh, they got Carmelo Anthony, who you said he was he was very inefficient at uh, OKC. And there's even more of an ego. Like I said, there's even more of an ego in, um, in Houston than there is in OKC. I disagree because Carmelo is playing somewhere that he really wants to play. He's playing with one of his best friends in Chris Paul. And if anybody can get Carmelo to calm down, it's Chris Paul. And like uh, their GM, Daryl Morey, said, uh, it's all about taking shots in Houston. They don't care about your efficiency. They want you to take as many shots as you can, and that's straight up Carmelo's alley. 
he's going to chuck up the ball. And when he chucks up the ball, he's going to make some shots. Still one of the worst defenders in the league. They have a good defensive team around him, though. If you Barely. Chris Paul, if he's in the starting lineup with Chris... James Harden is terrible if, defensively. James Harden is not as bad as he used to be. He is a better defender than Russell Westbrook. That, he's a better defender. He's about Russell Westbrook gives no effort on defense. James Harden was better last year, but with with Whatever. Chris Paul, PJ Tucker, and Clint Capella, all awesome defensive players, you can afford to have two not so great defensive players on the floor when it gives you that type of offensive ability. Not to mention their bench, they picked up Michael Carter Williams, who I'm not I'm not a big not fan that of. Good, he's, he's not. Um, but they have, they just picked up Brandon Knight. That was a good who, pickup. Who they he, also got, he is injured currently. They did get Marquise, Marquise Chris. Chris, who's another good defender, or at least he's a prototype of good defender. Very athletic, kind of plays similar to Clint Capella. Not as good, obviously. And he not is, not he as has, tall. He hasn't developed into what he needs to be. No, but or what that, he could but, be. They, they've got they Houston. They have when you have two players like Chris Paul and James Harden in your backcourt, you're going to win a lot of games. Chris Paul's only getting older. Not not to mention that you. I'll get to Utah later. Why I think they're lower, but Utah is not going to be that good. We'll see. I mean, I I think Donovan Mitchell is going to have another good year. He's only going to get better. And I seriously, I mean, Utah they have the pieces. I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk why I have okay. Utah later. Number three, which I have Houston. I have I have OKC. Which that was. I actually have OKC at uh, number four, which I'll, I'll, of course, explain. But with all the reasons that you said about Houston, they're still one of the top. There's no debating that they're, you know, one of the top teams in the league coming into the and coming into this NBA season. Um, And Houston, just like for the reasons you said, they have they added Brandon Knight, which the thing about Brandon Knight, he's had had plenty of good seasons. But the only problem that he's had was other than missing a. A layup to win the game. <laughs> uh, meaningless regular season game, though. Yeah, well. But adding him... And getting dunked on by DeAndre adding, Jordan. Really adding bad. In, <laughs> I remember that. Uh, adding instant offense with Brandon Knight and trying to develop uh, Marquise Chris, which they... I mean, the Rockets were able to develop um, Clint Compella. I don't and th- we didn't even mention Eric Gordon, who's one of the best bench players. Mm-hmm. Instant offense off the that's bench a, as well. That's another thing. And he James Ennis, to... James Ennis, who's a mm-hmm. good defensive player, yeah. so that kind of balances out the second I mean, team. I think uh, Eric Gordon and Brandon Knight, the problem that they have in his career is that they've been having a problem with staying healthy. Eric Gordon hasn't really had a problem the last couple of years, though. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, is that the past couple of years, Eric Gordon's been able to stay healthy, but Brandon Knight has not. But if Brandon Knight can stay healthy, he's going to be instant offense, uh, instant offense off the bench, and he's going to be you know something that Houston needs is you know that instant offense. And Marquise Chris, like I said, Rockets were able to develop Clint Capella, and they could do the same thing hopefully with Marquise Chris. And I have Thunder three. Was all, I was very disappointed in him last year, which I'm I was not, very I'm, disappointed. I'm not a big Russell Westbrook fan. But getting rid of Carmelo Anthony is perfect for them. The cap cap space, big time. Well, that and it opened. Well, of course, and he they, was they, not they, efficient. They, they got they were worse with him. They have Russell Westbrook, who's top ten player in this league. Uh, you can argue that he is not very efficient, and he's too like he pads his stat and stuff. But either way, he's still going to get you almost a triple double every night. 
he's going to give you tons of effort, and people love playing with him. You got Paul George, one of the best three and D players in the league all around. You could argue he's top ten. One he's definitely top, definitely top fifteen in the league. Oh yeah, one of the top uh, three point shooters in the mm-hmm. league as well. And awesome defensively. Mm-hmm. Andre Roberson, who he w- does not have offense at all. Oh man, is one of the worst offense players but, in the league. But but defensive is possibly the best best defensive uh, wing in the league. Mm, Kawhi, uh, in my opinion, Kawhi is. Andre Roberson's right there with Kawhi. I think they're right Don't next to each other. Defensively, Don't say that to me. Defensively, yes. Often, like Kawhi is so much, such a better player. But that's because Kawhi is awesome offensively too. I don't know if I will put Roberson right up there with Kawhi. But he's a, defensively, he is. But and anyway, either point, either way, he's an awesome point defensive is, player. Roberson's defense definitely makes up for his woes. Of course, Stephen Adams, who he's coming into his own. Like he's, I, I think he's, he's a legit. little overrated. I don't he's, think he's he's overrated, he's, he's a, a lot of people. I think he's a little overrated. I think I think he's overpaid getting twenty four mil a year, but uh, he's he's a solid rebounder. He's an art. He's a solid defender, and he's he's basically the type of center you want with Russell Westbrook. Though kind of athletic, catches lobs, plays defense, just does every little thing that you need. Um, and by getting rid of Carmelo Anthony, this opens up for more room at the four. For Patrick Patterson, who can stretch the floor, which does them wonders, because the team's not a great three-point shooting team. So having another three-point shooter out there is awesome for Thunder. Should help them improve. And when he's not out there, it gives Jeremy Grant more touches. And he's a great defender. Which he's proven with, if you give him minutes, he'll hopefully like, he'll make it worth his while. He's not the best shooter. But he's a very good defender, very good at finishing around the let's basket. Let's not forget about the them adding Dennis Schroeder. Oh yeah, which one of, another instant offense. One of the best six men in the league at this point. He may, might be the most talented person. Well, off he's the been bench. a starter for Atlanta. Yeah, I know. I'm saying he might be the years, most talented but, person to come oh, off yeah. the bench this year. Yeah, he's super fast. And he's as gonna. Well. He's definitely gonna lead that bench unit. And they they just they have a b- bunch of pieces off the bench. Nerlens Noel, who struggled the last couple they, of years, but which, who knows how good he's, he's going to be. He's been injured a lot, to be fair, if with he his can, case. And he just didn't really fit in with Rick Carlisle at all. But no. if he can play defense like he, he, if he can play defense like he did in Philly, if he, that, if that, he, that's that's a huge pickup for them for yes. $4 million a year. This for defensive Raymond purposes. Felton. He's getting older, but <laughs> he is. But that's experience. Mm-hmm. They got a solid team. They do. I think they're a, a, a lot better than they were last year, mm-hmm. for sure. Who did they pick up in the draft? Uh, they picked up. They well, they got Hamadou Diallo. Oh yeah, then, which I mean, people were so. Up. Oh, and the, Terrence Ferguson, which I didn't like that pickup because him and Terrence Ferguson are they had, pretty much they, the same player. They talked about him. Super talk, athletic. Uh, I can't remember the. Someone was talking about. I read someone. He played like, really good in the preseason. That's what I heard someone say that he might get starting minutes. Starting. Hmm. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think he could be. Uh, I think he could be good. Um, how many Diallo? Just as I mean, as UK fans, like we were so hyped up about him, but he he didn't really show a lot. He's super athletic I think and he with, tries hard, but there's, there's his there's shot a, yeah. and consistency. And, and with upside, I mean. He has a lot of upside, and if he can get anybody with a forty-eight inch vertical has a lot of upside. Yeah, I mean, it, NBA can develop people, and I think even you know over time, 
I think he'll definitely. I mean, he, I think he'd be a quality player. Right, you just well, let him work. You have the Thunder at number four. Do you have anything to add to what I just said? No, I mean, no, I don't have a lot. I mean, I think just for like I said, the same thing with Houston. Like all the reasons you said with OKC, they added players. They got rid of uh, Carmelo Anthony. They they're a lot better than they were last year. They have better. I think they're better in in a better position than they were at the end of last year. I I think they're going to be a better team, and like I said, and I think they're definitely going to be a top four um, team in the NBA. It's been, in, the, in, in the NBA in, or the West? In the West. Right. What? Well, not, n- no, not. <laughs> no. N- not I was just not making NBA. sure, clarifying. Yeah, right. yeah, West. All right, so for my number four, I got the New Orleans Pelicans, which is kind of surprising because – of course, the West has so many good teams. They have 10, 11 teams that could possibly was, be. When I was filling out my standings, there's like, especially for the East, there were a lot of teams that are going to improve this year, but I wasn't quite ready to put them in the top eight. Like, an example would be, and I'll explain more later, an example would be Dallas, which I think they're going to get a lot better. I think they have a better team than they've had in, you know, a couple of years, obviously. But number five. Oh, you didn't let me explain my number four, bub. Who's your oh New Orleans? Oh, okay. All right, All right but uh, New Orleans, uh, which it could be surprising because, like I said, there's like eleven teams in the West, maybe even more than that, that you could argue is a playoff team. Losing to Marcus Cousins definitely hurts. Well, yes, but but Nick, if Mirchik, uh plays like he did at the end of last year, yep, that's going to be tremendous because he's. He he can be one of the best three point shooters in the league, and especially all, for a big. And they also added Julius Randle. Julius Randle, pretty good pickup in my he, opinion. Uh, oh yeah, uh, he has he averaged sixteen. He's a great last year, which he could definitely improve on this year with more minutes, and more touches. He uh, he's a solid defender, and he's turning into a pretty good playmaker too. Oh, he's, he's a very good playmaker. Like three assists last year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And he picked up a couple triple doubles. He brings the ball or he brought the ball up the court a lot last year. Some, when coming out of Kentucky, I wasn't expecting him to be so much of a playmaker. I wouldn't either. And I, I he's got a mid-range be, shot. If he could just develop a three-point shot, that that would improve his game so much. I think he uh, he reminded me a lot of uh, Zach Randolph, which with the way he played. The Pelicans, of course, they lost Cousins and Rondo, which Rondo is a huge hit as well. They try to pick up similar players with Peyton and Randall. Randall kind of similar to Cousins. Peyton kind of similar to Rondo. Um, how they play, which obviously Peyton, they're neither as good, Mm-mm. and Peyton's not going to be. They saw Drew Holiday, who had, a, you know, I think it is his best year that he had last year. Well, Rondo playing the one, let Drew Holiday play the two, and I think they'll start Peyton at the one this year because Drew Holiday playing shooting guard, he's beast. he's so much better because yeah. he doesn't have to worry about playmaking, that, which I he's not that, that great yeah, at. Yeah, I think it, he's definitely. I think he's a better player at the two. He he can just focus on scoring and mm-hmm. playing defense, and which is what he did last year, yep. and he played awesome. And that definitely that definitely suits like the type of player yeah. he is. Um, and then the three, uh, they they got a couple people else on the wing. That Etwan Moore, who's a solid twelve point scorer off the bench, can, which he's he he's surprised me a lot. Twelve points a game. I mean, he like he'll yeah, stretch the floor, quality minutes. Uh, Ian Clark. Decent three-point shooter. That's about all he can do. Uh, Darius Miller, who was one of the best three-point shooters last year, averaged Shocked eight. a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, out of the league for a couple of years, comes back and plays we very can't, good. We can't forget about Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah, I didn't even mention the best <laughs> player on the team. Best, He's, probably 
the best power forward, in top five player in the league. Mm-hmm. One of uh, he's man, man's crazy. Man, he's I know a freak. I know. I don't know if you're defensive, defensive beast. One of the best defensive players. In the I league. actually have. I do have New Orleans at number seven. That's a little. I mean, I understand. Most people don't even have them making the playoffs. I think they'll make playoffs. I think, I think Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis is so good. He'll lead the team. That he's yeah. I, I think that he's just so. I mean. Good. Uh, in the Warriors' first year that they had Steve I, Kerr, I mean, he led a uh, – I mean, Anthony Davis led that team to the – as an ace seed. And, I mean, this year their team is much better. In my opinion, I mean, it's of course, Anthony Davis ago, Anthony Davis ago. being how great he is with Drew Holiday being able to put up around 20 points playing defense. And but everybody, if, el- everybody else is either a very good three-point shooter or a very good defender, which mm-hmm. is what you need with Davis. Just other people to play defense – or stretch the floor. That's legit. Everybody on the team, Solomon Hill, good defender. Mm-hmm. She's overpaid, but can't do anything about that. And they, I mean, they just picked see. up uh, uh, they, J- well, Wesley Johnson. Really? They, yeah, they, they just traded for Wesley up, Johnson they yesterday. They also picked up uh, Jahil Okafor. Yeah, who he 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 a, struggled. He, he can't stay on the court. He, he can't good, stay on the court because yep. he plays zero defense and he can't stretch the floor. I mean, but, he had a solid rookie year, but other than that, terrible. Didn't do well with Philly, other than that rookie. I'm pretty year. sure he's been working on his game though. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, I think he. Uh, I like I said, I have New Orleans at seven, but I I still think they're gonna be a playoff team, and I think Anthony Davis will come back motivated to lead this team, and let's see how good Alfred Payton can be mm-hmm. as he develops as a Play point making. guard because he's still a he shows he's, signs, he's, he shows flashes. He's uh, it's his shooting is what holds him back. He's still young. You think he's like twenty four? He's yeah. He's still young, and he still has room to develop. So, I mean, and Julius Randle is of course still young. Anthony Davis is still super young. He had drafted in twenty fourteen. I want to say Alfred Payton. I think it was the same. I think it was the same year as Julius Randle and. Uh, yeah, I think it was. I can't remember everyone who was in that. Pretty sure it was, but. Josh yeah. Randall, Wiggins, Parker, mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon, all them. Yep. No Von Lee. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who's Bust. your number five? My number five was Minnesota. I have, I have them at eight. I have them a little bit. They're still pretty much the same team from last year, except they have a whole bunch of turmoil with Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, a uh, lot of people do not think they're going to make the playoffs either. Well, I think they will. I mean, it all. I mean, they'll. I they'll eventually trade. Jimmy Butler. Do you think how long do you think he's gonna be on the team, and do you think he's gonna give them their all, play his hardest? I don't think that's not him. I think he's always gonna play with a lot mm-hmm. of heart. I agree. Um, so I don't think he's gonna. That's not. I don't think that the whole situation right now. That's not going to affect his play. Well, I mean, I would say I'll give him a month at the most. Maybe it's I, I I don't know. I mean, also with how good Minnesota does, and if they make the playoffs, it depends on who they get back in a trade with Jimmy Butler. I actually, uh, which it could be a multiple multitude. It was almost it was really close with Miami, but Minnesota was like, "Psych, we want more," and it, that really pissed off Pat Riley. So my my I don't number know. five. And your number eight, which I have five. No, anyways, I have going, I have uh, t- uh, the Nuggets at mm-hmm. five, and I'm pretty sure you have them at eight. I do have the Nuggets. So at eight. our number five and our eight are flip flopped. Yep. Right. Uh, go, going back to Minnesota real quick. One last thing: 
They're so a solid team. Cats, so good. Like we know how good he is. Andrew Wigan just need, he needs to work on some things. He's shown. I mean, a couple the year before uh, Jimmy Butler got there, he was averaging twenty four points a game. I mean, that's still that's still a good basketball player. And they have Taj Gibson. Uh, Gibson. Gibson. They still have Taj Gibson. They have Jeff Teague, who's a quality player. Uh, they got. Uh, they picked up the guy from Ohio State uh, in the draft last year. Kata Bates D. Yep, they got him. I mean, they still have Josh Okoji. Yep, the, and uh, they they still have players that are. They still have a good solid team. That it's, that Quincy Pondexter was uh, not Quincy Pond. Anthony Tolliver, he was a great pickup for them. He's a great defender. He's a and good stretch def- forward, good stretch forward player to play right next to a uh, Carl Towns. Mm-hmm. That was a really good pickup. As, we'll, we'll see and. Uh, I, they pretty much have the same team. They don't have J- Jamal Crawford. He signed with Phoenix. Yeah, of all teams, but I mean, I mean, he's already shown that he does won't sign with a contender. But well, I actually have Nuggets at five, and I think they'll be better than the T Wolves because they have better players. <laughs> Jamal Murray, uh, one of the best three point shooters. He's the closest thing to Steph Curry in the league right now. But maybe Trey Young, but. He, in my opinion, he's the closest thing. Not we'll, talent we'll wise. We'll more about but, rookies later, but Trey Young is going to be a bust. Not ta- You can't say someone's a bust before they play a game. But anyways, I uh, mean, <laughs> predictions <laughs> is what the show's all about. All right, uh, Jamal Murray. He plays so much like Curry. Obviously, not saying he is Curry or he's ever going to be Curry, but he's a great uh, four spacer. Uh, basically, that's what he does. Awesome three point shooter. He's a decent ball handler. Uh, needs to work on his playmaking. Not the great defender, but and Gary Harris, he fits right next to him. Awesome three point shooter as well, and One a really good versatile, really good three point shooter as well. Uh, and they they both averaged Gary averaged seventeen and Jamal averaged sixteen last year, and I'm I'm sure both of those will improve. Uh, will Barton is also Will a Barton. Key, he just got an extension. Nikola Jokic. Jokic is one of the best bigs in the league. He's the best playmaker in the league. Definitely the best playmaking center in the league, averaging six assists as a six foot eleven, seven foot guy. Paul Millsap right beside him, who fits he's, perfect. He is getting he, older. He's but and 30, he was hurt last 34. year. If he wasn't hurt, if he played more than fifty or forty games, however much last year, they make the playoffs. Oh yeah, he he's a great defender. Mm-hmm. He can stretch the floor. Does everything on yep. the basketball court. So. He's perfect. Trey Lyles off the bench, who showed last year he can fill in when Millsap's out. I mean, he's, also, a, he's a great piece. Michael Porter Jr. I don't think a, that's a big question mark. It wasn't really a risk at fourteen, but if he can be somewhat of what people think he is going to be, or I mean, him he saying was that he's school, a mix of uh, Giannis and uh, Giannis, and it's, you know. Uh, who else did he say? Is I think it was KD. Of? Yeah, KD and Giannis. That's you shouldn't be. Don't say that. But even even if he's not, if he can just be a three point shooter, versatile playmaker, something on the wing, good defender, then that that's it was the fourteenth pick, and they didn't need anything crazy. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, who two I years ago, two that. years ago was in the MVP conversations, had a down year last year, but off the bench, he's just going to be asked to come in and score the ball. It's perfect role for him. They got I, a very solid. I, I team. know he doesn't want to come off the bench. I mean, he has proven that with if you start him, that of course he'll be one of the you know top point guards in the league. I mean, 
he's what five nine, averaging twenty eight, twenty nine points a game. That's impressive. But I definitely think it's a defense. That's... It's a defense thing. He doesn't, and it's not his fault. He's only five nine. And you could argue know, if you if you could argue if he was like six five, he'd be one of the best players in the league. He's very. We'd probably be saying LeBron who. And no. I mean, ser- I mean think of, I don't know. But seriously, Isaiah Thomas definitely I think a six man row suits him. Uh and they're just a super deep team. Malik Beasley, Juan Hernan Gomez, the list goes on and on. This this is a very this, talented team. This is definitely gonna be a good Denver team. Um, number six. I hate can't stand the man, but LeBron James and the Lakers I have him at number six. And I have him so low because while he does have a better team than he had in Cleveland last year and a lot more pieces, if you just look at this team, they are really not that good. See, I don't think they're that much better, which I have them at seven, but I don't think they're that much better than the Cleveland team last year. If you take away LeBron yeah. uh, from both of these teams, who's the best player? Kevin Love, who's on Cleveland. Yeah. Uh Cleveland, I mean, I mean they they had could, their issues, but they had some solid plays. I mean, Tristan Lakers, Thompson, Tristan Thompson's that. better than any big that the Lakers have. No, no, you think Javale is better than Tristan? If you Thompson? give Javale starting minutes, he's a lot better than Tristan Thompson. Javale McGee is not better than Tristan. He's Thompson. He's a better defensive player. Than, uh, I disagree. Tristan Thompson. I don't think Javale was better in any category than Tristan. He just Thompson. has never gotten. Starter minutes, and he's never been able to be. He has gotten starter minutes, and he worked his way almost outside of the league because he wasn't that great. He's efficient. Like if you he's give a him good minutes, bench player. Like he'll score. He'll rebound. He'll make good. He'll make alley oop plays for you. I just think if you give him starting minutes and you give him the same type of minutes that that Tristan Thompson is getting, he'll be he'd be a lot. I better. disagree completely. I think Tristan Thompson's so what, much what, better what defender. What can Tr- Tristan Thompson do other than he's a better defender? He's a better rebounder. He's not a better defender. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Oh, uh, yes, he is. Name it. Uh, Javale McGee one year averaged like two point four blocks a game. I mean, I don't know if Tristan there's Thompson's stats, and I don't know if that. that's correct, but uh, I'll look it up. I, I, I go, it's go pretty, on about it's, the it's Lakers. Close. But anyways, this Lakers team, they're t- I think they are a lot better than what Cleveland had, and I don't understand the argument people saying that they're not that much better. Because I think they are. Because they have Lonzo Ball. I mean, I don't like him, but he st- he can still be something. Brandon Ingram is you know he had he proved a lot last year that he could be something, and I think his development's gonna halt because LeBron's there. Um, they have Kyle Kuzma, who's proven um, himself as a quality player, and he's only gonna get better. Um, one of the one of the steals in the draft from last year, and they and they picked up Javale McGee. They picked up uh, Rajon Rondo. They picked up Michael Beasley. They picked up Lance Stevenson. I mean, that's they have good quality. I mean, that was that's they have quality players. But at the same time, with LeBron there, that takes up so much space. That takes up. He's basically LeBron's going to take the air out of the ball. No one's going to be able to develop because LeBron's there, and he's going to want the ball one hundred percent of the time. So, and going back to LeBron, I, this year, and again, we'll explain more with, you know, with awards, but this year he's playing to win uh, in uh, another 
uh, MVP, not a championship. I think this year for the Lakers is a year that basically LeBron's trying a new playing style, which, not that he's playing different, but the people around him. He just has a bunch of playmakers around him instead of three-point shooters. So he's going to be playing different. I don't think he'll have the ball in his hands as much. So he's testing this out. I think this is mainly just a year that LeBron can get situated in uh, L.A. He can help the young people grow. And next year is when they're really going to go for it if they can get any other stars or trade for another stars. But this is just a growing year, learning uh, how LeBron fits in, if they can win with this uh, play style. Uh, I think I kind of disagree with you about helping players grow. You don't think that... You don't think LeBron's there to help the players at all? Well, that's, I mean, one of the best players that's ever. His, I mean, in. that's one of his goals, but at the same time, it's, I don't think it's going to happen. Brandon Ingram, I think, honestly, I think my prediction is that he's not going to, I guess you could call it a, a bold prediction, but I don't think he's going to improve. I think, I think he's, he's already shown he can improve. Uh, I mean, with, of course, I mean, it's just preseason, but. All the attention is going to be on them. All the attention is going to be on LeBron. And LeBron's, and team. LeBron's an awesome playmaker. He's going to find uh, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. He's going to help them. He's not not to mention on the court, but also off the court, he's going to help them how to, how to eat and stuff. LeBron has one of the best lifestyles. He, that's why he's been so good for 15, 16 years, however long it is yeah. at this point. And you just look at his previous teams, no one around him has been able to develop. I can't he hasn't it. had a young star around him like this. Kyrie. He didn't. He played with Kyrie. Kyrie was, which Kyrie ended up being one of the best players in the league, so you could argue that he did get better, but Kyrie, his first couple of years, was not with LeBron. Yeah, but, I mean, you could. But you, you can. He had a good year. I would say Kyrie got better LeBron. after LeBron got there. You still, I mean, I don't, the chemistry. I'm not going to say they're going to be awesome this year. Because I think it, any any time LeBron switches teams, it, they, they start off really it, rough. If, but that's why he's coming this year, not next year with a bunch of stars. So LeBron can already get situated. And then they can integrate one more piece and it's not as chaotic next year. I don't that, know. I mean, like you said, the Lakers, you and I both know LeBron and how he is. Right. Kyrie wanted to leave because he was tired of being shadowed by LeBron. Yeah. Uh, that's but that's he, the he problem had, that he, this Lakers team is going to have. He had already won a Trust championship. Me on I this. think most people's goals are championships. That's Kyrie, not LeBron's goal this year. Oh, it's not because he himself. knows it's, it's unrealistic. I, I don't think I, don't, I think his goal is to grow and be able to win a championship in the future, get ready to win another championship. He knows he's not going to win one this year because look at the team around him. It's not good enough yet. But it has potential to grow and get another star and win a championship later. And that's why Kyrie wanted to leave because he had already got his championship. Now he was ready to go and have his own team. And then he got traded to the Celtics and chance to win more. LeBron's a terrible teammate to play with. Most people love playing with LeBron. There's a lot of people that say they don't. I mean, just an example. I bet you I can find more that say they love playing with him over people that say they don't. That's why you have just, people just follow him, like prime. James Jones and Mike Miller. People follow him because they love playing with him. <laughs> they're not quality players. I mean, they're quality players. Not when James they're playing. Jones. 
He was a role. He was a solid role player for the a long time. The only thing he do is shoot threes. That's the only and that's thing very valuable. I mean, if you still, can sit he wasn't there, putting if you up can sit the there, type. He well, wasn't no, because he wasn't the... shooting the ball that much, and he wasn't playing that much. But if you can come in for eight minutes and knock down a three or two, that's all. That that's very helpful the, to a team. The main point I'm trying to make is that he wasn't one of the best players in the NBA, well, which no. is Kyrie is one of the best. But and Chris Kyrie Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade loved playing with him. They wanted them three to stay in Miami. That's why Chris Bosh committed to stay in Miami before uh, LeBron left. I mean. I don't know. I just don't. I'm I'm thinking the situation in L.A. is Ke- Kevin Love came out and said that he wanted uh, LeBron to stay. So Kevin Love liked playing with him. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm still, I'm just looking thinking about the Lakers. There's going to be a lot of attention on them. Not just LeBron, but a lot of expectations because they're in L.A. And trust me on this. This is the last thing we'll say about the Lakers, and then. We'll move forward. Brandon Ingram is not going to improve. I don't think Lonzo Ball is going to get any better. All these young players that L.A. has, not going to get better. I disagree wholeheartedly. Lonzo's not going to learn anything under Rondo. That's, That's not LeBron. It's just Rondo. But seriously, under LeBron... The ball, the air comes out of the ball. And seriously, I I promise you, Brandon Ingram, all these young players, they're not going to do be as good as everyone thinks that they could be. All right. My number six was actually Utah, which I had them one spot above LA. The reason why I don't have them at number two <laughs> and at number six where they should be is because Utah does not have star power. Their offense is not good at all. They have Donovan Mitchell, who can put the ball in the basket. That's You can't dispute that. They have Joe Ingles, who can shoot the ball. Besides that, who, Derek Favors is all right on the offensive end. Ricky Rubio can't score. He's a good playmaker, which he only averaged five assists last Joe year, Joe Ingles though. is a decent playmaker. Uh, he, he's a decent – they have some playmakers, but they don't have people that can actually put the ball in the basket. Their offense is not good enough to be a two-seed, in my opinion. Defensively, they're very good. Rudy Gobert, best defender in the league. Joe Ingles, very good defender. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, he's he's all right, but he has a bunch of good defenders around him. Ricky Rubio's an awesome defender. They have a lot of defenders around them, but they just don't have offense. They didn't even really have offensive pieces on the bench. Jay Crowder, defensive. Alec Burks isn't that great offensively. Dante Exum's not that good at anything. He did. He's improving. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's getting better. He's just been time. injured. It's not a his lot. fault that he's been injured. Yeah, he's been but injured. A he's lot. still been injured. Yep. And that's why I don't think they're a two seed. All right. Who's your seven? New Orleans. New Orleans, which yeah. we've already touched on them. But. I mean, like I said, I just think I think there's teams that are better than them. I, of course, losing DeMarcus and Rajon Rondo, that definitely hurts them a lot. I still think they're going to be a playoff team, though. And, you know, the reasons that you said earlier and we talked about, New Orleans, Anthony Davis is still a quality player in this league and one of the best players in the league. And, you know, New Orleans, they'll definitely be a playoff team. My number eight Denver is the Denver Timberwolves. Which, again, it's the same reason for New Orleans. There are so many good teams in the West. And 
then you know just with all the pieces that Denver has and the go it's like I said it's the same situation I mean that's interchangeable I think he's with sleeping on Denver I think Denver's that's not the fact I felt that I'm bad. sleeping I, on I felt him. bad putting them at 5 cuz I think that they they have a chance to be fourth or maybe even third Maybe I'm too high on them, but I think, I think the young I think, talent's just going to grow. And, I think third is a little bit too high, but of course the list. I'm not, is, not list that, is, I'm not trying the, to sleep on Denver. They're an excellent team. The list is so good. Last year, the third seed and the eighth seed were now, separated I mean, by two games, and then now, so now you add LeBron to the mix of the West, it just changes everything. Uh, Timberwolves, I have them in eight, and that higher because of course all the problems going on with Jimmy Butler, which I kind of think. That if he gets traded, it's going to be the trade deadline. So I think, think it's going to be that long. I, I kind of think so. Until February. Not many times do you see players actually get traded just randomly in the middle of the season before the trade deadline. It just doesn't happen very often. So, and he's already said that he's willing. Well, that shatters my month prediction. I mean, I mean, it it's possible. It does happen, just not very often. Uh, usually, it's closer to the deadline. But with he did say he was willing to play with them and stuff, and he was willing to fight with them, and the situation can get fixed. He just doesn't think it will get fixed. But uh, I think Jimmy Butler there, if he's there for half a season, that's good enough. And then Carl Towns, if he can improve on defense, and if Andrew Wiggins can improve, just improve on something, become a better defender, become more efficient scorer, become a better, uh, smarter player, become a better playmaker, just improve on one thing. Uh, they they can they can really elevate themselves and that's good enough to get them the eighth seed, in my opinion. And yeah, I definitely think um I th- it, it, the possibility is there. So I think there's two teams that we don't have in the playoffs that we should definitely touch on, and that's the Trailblazers and the Spurs. My Spurs, it's hurting me. You have Dejounte Murray tearing his. MCL. Yeah, the, in in my opinion, the Spurs just injuries. They've been injured way too much, or they have way too many injuries. Uh, they're going to take too many mid range with Lamarcus Aldridge and You know, so, you know it's so. wrong when you, your backup gets hurt too, and your backup to the, your backup gets yeah. hurt. So the only point guard they really have right now is Patty Mills. Even shooting guard Lonnie Walker's hurt the rookie. So yep, he's probably going to be out for over six to eight weeks, which is a little bit. Uh, close to in two months, either a month or half or two months, which uh, the rookie will be out. That hurts. I mean, I know those Spurs are high on him. I'm kind of – I was excited about him because of what I – mean, he he's, has a lot of upside. Uh, the Spurs, this, they're going to have to eventually, you know, sign someone, sign a point guard. And I think um, I think they were interested – I read somewhere where they're interested in, uh, in Ty Lawson. I, I, I can not, see that. I mean – We'll see. I mean, he's bounced around the league since Denver, and I mean, this the Spurs just need someone there until. They do you, can do get, you remember when he got traded to Houston? It was like a blockbuster every, trade. Everyone, everybody thought everyone it was going to be so good. Everyone was so hyped up. They'd be like, "Oh, he's going to be so good offensively for, uh, for the uh, the Rockets." They thought he's going to fit perfect next to James Harden, but oof. and they upgrade a little bit to Chris Paul. But yeah, a little bit, just a little bit. And then the other team is that we should talk on is the Trailblazers. Because they, have they are it. obviously one of the best backcourts in the league, but who else do they have? They were the third seed last year, and we neither of us have them making the playoffs. We have the same eight making the playoffs, and a lot of people think they'll stay in, but a lot of people have them. It's about know, again, on. 
LeBron coming to the West just adds a lot, and it changes a lot. So, I mean, we never know because that. I mean, that's just that's unpredictable. I mean, basically, in my opinion, the Trailblazers have two really good people in the backcourt, and Lillard and McCollum, obviously. Right. Uh, Nurkic, I think he's a little overhyped. I don't think he's not a great defender, not a great offensive player, but he's he's a solid center in this league. But their wings are not good. They have Alfred Camino, who's never who's not, who's not, not never a starter really, in my opinion. He's never really gotten to you know. He he hasn't really improved as a player. Throughout his he, he's a better three point shooter than when he came in, but definitely. What I'm trying what I'm trying to say is that I mean he's definitely improved, but he's still not you know I don't think he's starter worthy. But their forwards is what I meant to say is a. Uh, are not that great. Evan Turner, seventeen million a year. He, he's not that good. Mo Harkless can't shoot. Mm-hmm. All right, defender though. And the thing is, this off season, they strictly focused on improving their backcourt, mm-hmm. which makes no sense to me. They already had Jabaz Napier, who they re-signed, but then they go out and get Seth Curry, who's a good three-point shooter. But why add another two? And then in the draft, they had Anthony Simmons and Gary Trent Jr. Who are both shooting guards. Don't really need them. The, no, I don't understand why you wouldn't go after yeah, a three or four. I, don't, I really don't see the Trailblazers making the playoffs this year. I just I think with better offseason they could have, but their moves just made no sense to me. Yeah, I don't. I really don't. They, they don't make sense, and there's the management did a poor job, obviously, in offseason and the NBA draft. And Gary Trent Jr., while he's a good three-point shooter, uh, when he was in college at Duke, I mean, who's, I mean, no one knows if he's going to do anything. So, I mean, we'll definitely see with Portland. Oh, we but. just got some breaking news live on the air. Hamadou Diallo did just sign with uh, Under Armour. <laughs> breaking news. Whoa. <laughs> Right, let's, that let's, is so big. <laughs> we gotta stop what we're talking about and just talk about Hamadou Diallo signing with New well, Under Armour. Obviously, he's taking Seth, uh, Steph Curry's place. He's gonna be the spokesperson and the head of the. He's gonna be better shoe than company. Steph Curry. Better three point oh, yeah. shooter. Uh, better all around. Better right, passer. Let's get on to uh, the East standings. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, some teams. I mean, Phoenix is obviously going to get a lot better, especially with additions to of uh, of uh, of DeAndre Ayton and adding Trevor Ariza as well. They're obviously going to get better, but they need to. You know, they're still young, but and they have a lot to work on. But I, they're not quite re- there yet to make the playoffs. And some other teams, of course, that I just don't see, you know, them being quite there yet is Dallas, which Dallas, uh, they added DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Dennis DeAndre Mitch- Jordan. Ah, damn. Luka Doncic. And, yeah, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, Luka Doncic, is, I think, is probably the best player in the draft from last year. Him and Dennis Smith Jr., that's a backcourt that's going to be crazy good in a couple years. Uh, yeah, give that give that backcourt a couple years and they will be as good as, you know, like a as as Portland is. And then there's a lot of uh I mean, this Dallas all around, they're going to get better. I mean, Dirk will probably retire after this year, so they have to focus on that a little bit. But like I said, I mean, Dallas is 
there there's on one of the teams that I that I have listed that are just not quite there yet, but if you give them time they will be. And Phoenix and Dallas are definitely the top two teams for that. I think Kings are the worst team in the league and definitely in the West, in my opinion. So. I mean, De'Aaron Fox will get better, but they're well, just, yeah, they're, they're, they've got some young pieces. They still have now. a lot of work. They're an incompetent to do. franchise. Yep, they they have a lot of work to be done. So we're going to go through. We're kind of running a low on time, so we're going to kind of run through the East real quick. Uh, L.A. Uh, for other teams in the West, L.A. Clippers and Memphis are also teams I do not see making the playoffs. But, but uh, well, going to the East, Boston's definitely number one for me because yeah. definitely for. Uh, Let's get the speed round going. <laughs> All, right. All right, Boston definitely. Kyrie Irving, Gordon, uh, Gordon Hayward's back. Uh, our, they got well, the best starting five lineup in the league besides for the Warriors, in my opinion. I think the Warriors doing is definitely Boston. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, solid bench, but uh, Jason Tatum. Um. Uh, uh, Brown. What's his Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Al Horford, best. Uh, one of the best starting lineups in the league. And Terry Rozier off at, the bench. Aaron their, Baines. They, uh, they have so many Marcus bench Smart, pieces. They have a Marcus. Like Miller. I said, they have a lot of pieces Mar- and Marcus Morris. So. Yeah, they're just super That's good. It? Marcus Smart. You said Marcus Smart. That's his name, right? Yeah, they have Marcus Morris and Marcus Smart. Oh, they have two The Morris brothers. I thought I got it wrong for a second. The Sorry. Morris brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Marcus Morris, they have a lot of good, really good uh, pieces. Best starting lineup in the league, or one of the best. And they drafted two. Sleepy Boy and Robert Williams. Uh, Showed up to his practice get, league because uh, he overslept. Yep. Yes. But seriously, Boston, definitely number one. Right. Number two, I got my Raptors, who... We were the number one seed last year. Got I was, 59 I wins. Was, I was doing a lot of interchanging with uh, Philly and Toronto. Um, but I think Philly is number two for me because uh, they have, look at all their pieces. Markel Fultz is definitely going to improve from his rookie year. He barely played. He's only going to improve. Ben Simmons is going to continue to improve. J.J. Reddick's a good piece off the bench. Joel Embiid's really good. We all know that. One of the top centers in the league. Robert Covington is a... A really good three and D player. They, Philly has a lot to be excited about. Zaire Smith, the rookie, that was, he's hurt. That could he's hurt, but that could be a really good steal in the draft. They don't have Marco Bellinelli anymore, but he signed with my. Don't players. have Ursan Ilyasova anymore. <sighs> he, he's a solid piece. He's a good three yeah, and D. He is. Uh, I have the Raptors above Philly. I, I agree with you completely. Which I have them at three. I have Raptors ahead of them because they already had fifty nine wins last year. Mm-hmm. And you take their best player, and you improve it by a whole lot by adding someone that can stretch the floor and play defense. So Not it, to mention, you add Danny Green, who's an awesome 3-and-D player. He's terrific. The lineup between Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, OG Ananobi, Kawhi Leonard, and Valanchunas or Pascal Siakam, whoever, or even Serge Ibaka. That defensive lineup is crazy good. One of the best in the league. It's, it's true. I mean, I agree. I mean, adding super deep. Big men, Siakam not, not and, as uh, OG, not as deep. Yeah, you know, to have those two. But I mean, and, uh, Kawhi adding Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, you know, to yeah, Danny yeah, Green. You already have Fred Van Vliet on the bench. Have DeLon right. Just adding. Uh, I mean, it all depends. Norman Powell. It all depends on Kawhi if he can come back, which I think he will. 
The only thing you'll see in my award predictions, he'll he'll be back. I, I think it'll be a, or at least I think he will be back. Yeah. <laughs> but and you had Raptors at number three, but I had Raptors at three. Number four, Indiana. I had Washington. Where'd you have Washington? Seven. Seven. Yep. I had Washington at four. Had Indiana at five. Yep. Uh, Indiana at four because Victor Oladipo. He he's gonna continue to shock everybody. And adding uh, adding Tyree Evans is a good. That was a good pickup too. Nate McMillan is be, becoming a really good coach. And Miles Turner is also gonna he only going to improve and uh, just I think he'll have a really good breakout year this year. They they have a really good young core that has that can improve tremendously. Like Demontis Sabonis as mm-hmm. well. TJ yep. Leaf, who didn't get to play that much last year, but yeah. very they good. Have, again, this another Darren team Coulson, with... the leader in three point percentage last yep. year. They have a which, lot to be happy about. I'm telling you, Tyreek they would be better if they brought Collison off the bench mm-hmm. and started Tyreek Evans a point guard. Because that man plays so much better yeah. at the point guard mm-hmm. spot. Yeah, but yeah, I I agree. Uh number five, Milwaukee. Gian Giannis is gonna be you know, beat him. Definitely in the running for MVP in my opinion. And he'll continue to leave uh, lead this Milwaukee team. They have pieces. They have Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton. They have uh, Malcolm Brogdon as well. They're only going to get you know a team that's going to improve. And you know with with the Giannis, I mean, he's a beast. I have I have Milwaukee at six. Uh, this is the first year they've had a good coach because they've had terrible coaches the last yep. couple of years. Mike Budenholzer is an awesome coach. Yep. Uh, Giannis, like he said, one of the best players in the league. Don't have a great team around him, but Chris Middleton's a good, a solid number two, mm-hmm. but they're just not that deep and don't have players that fit good with Giannis, but Giannis is so good, they should get the six seed. Yep. Uh, I have Miami at number six. I think they have pieces, but, I mean, we don't. I have them at seven, so. Well, yeah. Uh, they have Goring Dragic, who's... He's he's a good point guard in the league, I think. Yeah. Uh, Justice Winslow still hasn't become a decent player. Uh, Hassan Wideside's kind of up and down. I mean, he's really good defensively, and he's improved his offensive game a lot. But I mean, there's, you know, we'll see. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, Miami at sixth. I mean, Dwayne Wade's last season. I think they're gonna put a lot of effort. Bam Adebayo is really good young piece. Josh yep. Richardson, Justice yeah, Winslow, all good pieces. Yep. Oh. Uh, Dion Island's going to be back too, Dion Waiters. Mm-hmm. He's back this year. Yeah. Uh, he's he's shown Wait. that he can be really good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Washington at number seven for me, John Wall. Which Adam Bradley Bill adding Dwight Howard. Definitely one of the top teams. Otto Porter's a great 3 and D player. He is. And Kelly Oubre is also coming into his I expect uh, well. Troy Brown to have a solid rookie mm-hmm. season. Uh, they picked up Austin Rivers, who's a great bench piece in my opinion yep. pretty good uh offensive side of the ball and yeah also add detroit at number eight for me uh i think i mean andre drummond blake griffin one of the best i think that's the best one of the best front court front court duos in this league so i i think i mean we also had reggie jackson stanley johnson hopefully he you know amounts to something and improve as a three and knee player so. See, I have, I have Charlotte at eight over Detroit. I have Detroit mm-hmm. at nine, but Charlotte at eight because 
I've had them in the playoffs the last, like, four years. They've only made it once. But Kimba Walker's super good. Uh, Cody Zeller's great defensive big. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, they've got a lot of good wing pieces in Batum. Kid Gilchrist, who's awesome defensively. Malik Monk, I expect him to take a step up. Uh, they're under new management. Uh, I think it's going to be a sold year they for They also added Tony Parker. Yeah, Tony Parker, is, good defensive. Good. good leadership mm-hmm. veteran to have on the team. Yep, he is. And they got rid of Dwight Howard. Yeah. That's either, you know, we'll see. But, um, I got it, guys. In the next segment, we're going to do, it's going to be a shorter one because we kind of ran out of time for this. Sorry for rushing the East standings, but it took a little too long on the West. Yep. So, in the next segment, we'll add our award predictions and our top 10 list. So, stay tuned and listen. Welcome back, guys, to the second segment of. The NBA special for the Man Cave Sports Podcast. We really apologize because we kind of we were kind of running off the mouth of the the West, and we, we spent a lot of time on the West in that. We first need segment. to have better time management. We didn't yeah, realize how we late it was into the first segment, and then we had. I was for like forty eight minutes, and we were still talking about the West, and I was looking at our notes, and we still hadn't gotten to our. Still hadn't gotten to our predictions for uh, the awards and also our top ten players in the the NBA going into this season. So, well, with that said, let's get into the predictions for awards. All right. So, what we how we did this is each category we have three. Uh, for me, it's not really in particular order. It's just I have three mine in my particular order, but anyways. I also threw in a dark horse for each of mine, and I don't think Tyler did that, but. He does have some extra people that he might want to mention on some of his awards. Yep. But. Uh, for MVP, I think, like I said, these top three are not in any order. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Kawhi Leonard. My top three is Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, and Kawhi Leonard. Which we Really? Shared. You have Kyrie Irving in there? I do. Uh, I think MVP is mainly about narrative. And either it's... Like the best sto- the best player that has the best story, or the best player on one of the best teams, and if the, I I believe the Celtics are going to get the one seed, and when you look at if Kyrie can average twenty five and they just dominate the East, uh, I, I fully believe that the best player on the best team can win it. He's definitely going to be the leader on that team on mm-hmm. that Celtics team. Uh, my top um, just looking at my top three: Anthony Davis. Again, we were talked about this earlier. Uh, New Orleans lost a lot. They lost to Marcus Cousins, uh, losing Rajon Ron. <laughs> Sorry, he dropped your phone. My bad. I couldn't help from bothering. Uh, they lost to Marcus, losing Rajon. It just leaves more opportunity for Anthony Davis to continue to be a beast and improve on things that he, the little things that he might need to. And he's still going to be the top. The uh, power forward, big back, power forward center, power forward what center he plays in this the year. league. He is going to lead this New Orleans Pelicans team, a team with Julius Randle, who's really good. He's he's going to be the leader, and he's I think he's going to lead him to the playoffs. I think another way to win MVP is being really good and leading your team to he's above expectations. I mean, he's already I talked about this earlier. Also, four years ago. Uh, when New Orleans, not New Orleans, when uh, when when the Warriors had their first run, twenty fifteen, yeah, and of the of the in the NBA championship, 
Anthony Davis led that team, and that to team the eighth was, seed. Guess was, what? Was <laughs> they did, and you could you could say that that team was much much worse than what they have now. And then they fired Monty Williams, who for mm-hmm. for no reason after. But anyway, yeah, yeah I, I think Davis is just going to leave New Orleans past expectations. Uh, I think you have to be a top four seed usually to win MVP. Westbrook won it as a six seed a couple years ago, mm-hmm. but typically, in my opinion, you have to win it. Uh, be top four seed, and I have New Orleans being the fourth seed. And I think Davis can. He's. I think he's one of the best players I mean, in the just league. With just the numbers talent that he wise, had, just the numbers. I mean. Well, the amount of load he's going to have to do and what he does defensively. If you really want to see a prime example of what he can do as a leader of the team, when DeMarcus Cousins got hurt last year, I don't think really anyone had expectations for them to make the playoffs. <laughs> I think people were thinking, thinking that they were going to tank and try to get a high draft pick. But no. I mean, like he said, Anthony he, Davis, he went Russell Westbrook mode is what he said. Yep, he, yep. and Anthony Davis just – you know, absolutely was a monster. He led that team, averaging 28 points a game, getting double-digit rebounds at 11, uh, being one of the best defensive players in the league as well. He's going to do the same thing this year, just uh, with newer players. Give your case to why you think LeBron could win it. For LeBron, this Lakers team, LeBron's, you know, coming here knowing he's not going to win a championship this year. He's definitely going to need the uh, you know, try to get his players to improve, which, I, again, I've said this multiple times. I don't think it's going to happen. But he's going to try to help this team improve. Um, and, of course, next year, uh, 2019, that's going to be a pretty big free agency. So LeBron this year is all about him trying to make one, at least one final run at winning the MVP. And this year is going to be him. Trying, you know, getting his, you know, I don't, know, I don't, I don't think his stats are gonna be as good as it was last year, but I still think it's this year is about leading this team, and you'll see if they make the playoffs, if they make it to, by God's chance, if they make it to the conference finals, you'll see that he'll probably win MVP, and this well, is the, the voting gets over before the playoffs start, but uh. I think LeBron definitely has a chance to because uh, but like people, said, people hate giving it to the same person on the diff- on the same team, but that's why he's won two in Cleveland, won two in Miami. So it's definitely opportunity for him to win one in L.A. I just think and this is definitely the year to do it. Oh because, yeah, if he if he wins one, this will be this year. Yeah, and, this is his last chance, then, in my opinion. Yep, and you'll get next year. Like I said, brief big free agency, so it's just time for really them to try to pick up players, and then that's when he's going to focus on getting another championship. reason why I don't think he'll get it, though, is there's too many playmakers on the team. I don't think he's going to have the ball in his hand as much, mm-hmm. and I just don't think the Lakers are going to be good enough for him to get it. Not... We'll, we'll see. Uh, Kawhi and Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. He's in my top three because, you know, before he got hurt, one of the best players in the league, top four. He was, you know, a monster, really good defender. He's... Developed a lot on the offensive side, averaging 25, 26 points a game. And if he can have any shred of that, his first game in Toronto, and just going on his first season in Toronto, and if he can be that same player, he's going he's gonna to be up there. He, he brings it on both sides of the ball. He does. And if if Toronto gets the 
first seed again, and if they win more than sixty games, or even if they win the second, they get second I seed. I don't think they're gonna get the one seed, but I mean, it's it's a possibility though. Like mm-hmm. it's not how the round moves because they got it last year, and they I'd say they improved. But if they get the first or even the second seed, it's completely possible. Or I think I think it favors Kawhi. To I mean, be one of the he's best. definitely going to be a new leader on that team, mm-hmm. him and uh, Kyle Lowry. And, you know, like I said, people are going to see that. And if he averages the same numbers he did a year before, he got, you know, he was the last year. And if he even, even puts up better numbers, which I think is a possibility too, he's definitely going to be in the running. One of the best by, players in the league. Yep. And by the end of the season, he'll definitely be up there. Yeah. 100%. Let's move on to Rookie of the Year. Oh, well, well, let me get to my Dark Horse real quick. Okay. And you have some people that I think you want to yep. say. But uh, Dark Horse, I have Ben Simmons. Just for um, – people argue if Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons is better on that team. I, I, I'd I think Ben Simmons is better. And if Philly That's exceeds, a hard debate. It, it is. They're, they're both but super ben good. Ben Simmons is – he could do everything. Yeah, if Ben Simmons goes out – he averaged 16-8-8 last year as a rookie. Yep. Uh. If he can was come he out, really a rookie though? He was because he didn't play his first season. Just uh, like he Blake, was still with NBA. Just like Blake Griffin didn't in 2010, he won it after. But was he really a rookie? No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. <laughs> that that's NBA rules. He's a rookie. But anyways, uh, uh, if he comes out and improves his points to 20, gets 10 rebounds or 10 assists and eight rebounds, 10 rebounds, eight assists, one of those, and they come out and have a top two seed, uh, it's the and he's a he's a very good defender. For a six eleven point guard, obviously it's favorable for him to be a good point uh good defender. But he's a very good defender. I could definitely see him leading the seventy sixers team and getting the MVP. I don't know if I don't think he's gonna get MVP. I don't think but he will either. I, he'll but definitely be He could be in contention. He'll continue to, you know, get better. My and dark if he wh- works on his shot. He's only gonna get better. My dark you know, horse predictions, by the way, they're not people who I think are like yeah. the favorites. Just someone that like it's possible for them to get it. Most people wouldn't think of. See, my dark horse would be definitely be Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't think that's really a dark horse because I think a lot yeah, of people that's expect what I was it. Saying, yeah, but I I still think that. That I think he's definitely a lot of people will have him favored to win it and. I mean, he put up good stats last year, but he was really in the running. Mm-hmm. But I he mean, was the first like three months though. Yeah, he was the he favorite. Was amazing. He was averaging like thirty something. Yeah, and... he just kind of he didn't really take a dip, but um, he dipped just... down to twenty eight instead <laughs> or twenty seven. <laughs> he still put yeah. impressive numbers, but he's definitely going to. I mean, he'll he'll be. I mean, even Zach Lowe from ESPN said in a wild prediction, he said that Giannis would win the MVP. And I don't think it's too far-fetched in saying mm-hmm. that. And it's definitely a possibility, and we'll see. Moving on to Rookie of the Year. My... It's either going to be of three players, and it's not going to be Trey Lung. Trey Young? Because, trust me, he's going to be a bust. I, I'm a... I promise you. I'm a firm believer that you cannot consider someone a bust until it's their fourth year, and I'm not going to predict that anybody's a bust. Predict that someone might not live up to expectations. That doesn't necessarily mean you're a bust. Uh, well, I, I just think I'm, my prediction is that he's going to be a bust. You'll never hear me predict someone's going to be a bust because I don't want to like put that on someone before they I actually – I, I want I someone to prove to me what they are before I he's, say. He was in, inconsistent in college. 
Really inconsistent, especially towards the end. He was inconsistent towards the end, but you have to think. He had no one else on his team, and people just collapsed on him always. They focused on him. He didn't come up with any of them, He led the uh, the nation in assists and points. Because he was the only person on the team. I agree, but but being able to do that, there's a lot of people that they're the only player on the team, but they don't do that. He's definitely got talent. It's there, but I don't I don't think it's gonna translate well to the NBA. He's just too short. People are comparing him to Steph Curry. Don't do that. Seriously. There's not gonna be another Steph Curry in this league. One of my words. And Trey Young is not gonna seriously, he's not gonna mount to that. Anyways, going back to rookie of the year. My rookies that are definitely gonna be considered and definitely in the top three. DeAndre Ayton, Luka Doncic. And Jaron Jackson. My number one is Luka Doncic. Number two is DeAndre Ayton. And number three, Colin Sexton. But let's start on Luka Doncic because we both agree on him. I I was watching some of his highlights. But looking at his stats, he won the EuroLeague MVP. He's going to be so good in the NBA. And I think his game will translate well also in the NBA. He's a good playmaker. He can score. He can rebound. He is definitely going to help out this Dallas Mavericks team. And if they... He'll definitely be considered and he'll definitely be in the top three, especially if he can uh, possibly get Dallas an eight seed. Surfing the web about two years ago, maybe three, I found videos of Luka Doncic when he was only averaging like three points for Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Or That's who he played for, isn't it? Something like that. I'm pretty sure it's Barcelona. Anyways, uh, and I immediately fell in love with him. I've been on the Luka train for so long. The man can do everything on the court. He's got great vision, uh, can shoot the ball. He he is a little slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the best defender, but but I think his game translates. He's the best Euro prospect I've personally witnessed and. I think he's going to be super good in this league. He He's going to be really good. I think he, he could come over looking, and average 16, 17 right now. I think he can, yeah. I think he, eventually he can, he'll score a lot more. Oh, yeah. I, I really think I'm saying so. right now as a rookie, and that's that's crazy good as a rookie. Yeah, he, he'll be, I mean, like we, talked, we touched on this earlier, just him and Dennis Smith Jr. That's a great future you, for Dallas. You give that a couple years, that's going to be one of the top duos mm-hmm. in the league. And really young at that, too. Right, uh, and then we both had DeAndre Ayton, which obviously he was the number one pick. See, I don't really like him because I don't think he plays with a lot of heart. I agree, but just because you don't play with heart doesn't mean that you're not going to be good. There's a lot of people that people say they don't play with heart. Like Carl Towns, a lot of people say he doesn't play with heart because he's not a good defender. But just because, which... But that can affect on how good you can be. I, I agree. Look at Shaq. He could have, I mean, if he had... If he improved, you know, more on his game as far as free throws, he could he could average more points, be a better shooter. Same thing with Dwight Howard. He could average he could be average a lot more. I agree with you. They could be better if they played with more heart. But are you really gonna knock them? Dwight Howard, three time defense player of the year, was awesome for several years. Shaq won an MVP, was great one multiple championships. They were still good players, but they were great players. They could be much. Better. They could have been I better, but they're still great. And yeah. just because he doesn't play with heart doesn't mean he can't be great. And I'm not saying he's going to be like either of those. Uh, but this man, right now, he I think he, he's a special talent. Physically, 
gifted. Huge, he's yeah, he, he's huge. Got got super athletic. Um, got a super big vertical is what I meant to say. But yeah, he's super athletic. Um, he, de- defensive is question, but offensively he can do just about he'll anything. Be, he'll be good. I just don't think he'll be like a great. I mean, I'm not going to predict anybody's going to be a great. They got to prove that, but I think he'll be Maybe very good in this league. Just me judging from watching him at Arizona. He was I, awesome. He, just, was, he was, but I mean, like, like I said, I think he'll be good. I just don't think he'll be at the top. I understand. I, I don't think he'll be one of the best centers in the league, honestly. But again, he's got the talent too. He does, but whether and or not the physical gifts, whether or not he puts it together is, it's to be seen. But again, he'll help out this Phoenix team for sure. It's something that they needed is, you know, they needed a, a a good center. And Tyson Chandler doesn't. I mean, he's a good, solid player. But, but he's he like thirty five. He doesn't yeah, fit the timeline. They, they definitely needed to uh, work on their future. Uh, uh, Jaron Jackson for me, one of the players I thought in the draft that had one of the most upside. He's a great defender. Great for great versatility. Uh, he's he can improve on his offensive game, but his defense is so good. He can do. I mean, he's averaged what like two blocks a game when he was at Michigan State. So seriously, he and you look at Memphis, who you know is all about grinding it out and playing good defense. That's something that Memphis needed, and he's going to fit so well with that system. And I think definitely if he puts up solid defensive numbers and let's see if he works on his offensive game, but he, he's in the future, he's definitely going to be a cornerstone for this Memphis team. Yeah, I think Jaron Jackson's going to be very good. I think he's got, like you said, tremendous upside, uh, can stretch the floors, great defensive player. But I do not think he really has a chance to win rookie of the year for the simple fact that he's playing with Marcus Hull and Mike Conley. Takes away touches and Kyle Anderson now, they have a lot of pieces, um, so that, that takes away touches. And the Rookie of the Year award is a stats award. If you look, it's basically the person with the best stats, who and that's usually the people who get the most touches. So, for one, he's not a great offensive player at this point, and he's just not going to get enough touches in my I mean, opinion. He's shown that he can shoot a three. Oh, he, he can definitely shoot help. a three. I mean, Malcolm but, Brogdon won a couple years ago, and he wasn't. Well, that that was a terrible draft class. It was. The the next best player that year was uh, Dario Sarch, who averaged like 13, and Brogdon averaged 10, so it wasn't crazy. Embiid averaged 23, but he only played 30 games. But, uh, yeah, I just don't think Jackson's going to get enough touches. Not, I will not believe that he's going to put up more points than uh, Luka Doncic or DeAndre Ayton, especially playing next to uh, Marcus Saul and Mike Conley. Uh, Michael, I mean, Mike Conley will definitely help him get more touches. But Mike Conley, he can play make, but he's also, he That's scores the, only the ball. Thing, like, going, one last thing about Jaron Jackson is that he definitely needs to work on his offense a little bit. His defense is fine. I mean, he's going to be great in the future, in my opinion. But, but I think he, he caps like out at probably like an 18.4. I think he can eventually work up to that. I, I, th- really I think do. he could get up to about an 18 point score, but that's why I don't think he's close to that yet. No. Because that, that's why I don't think he's going to win it. But he, he's going to be good. But, I mean, seriously, I mean, he fits what the Memphis Grizzlies are about, which is grinding it out and playing really good defense. So My third option was Colin Sexton. 
who, of course, he's on the Cavs. Uh, they don't really have any, but they have Kevin Love. Besides for that, they don't really have a go-to option. They do have Sam Decker. Oh, you're right, and Osman. But, uh, which the is a great place. The whitest team in the NBA right now. But Colin Sexton, he's very, very ball-dominant, which plays toward winning Rookie of the Year. He's going to get up a lot of shots. Uh, he's super aggressive, plays with a ton of heart, a uh, ton of effort. Gonna gonna play hard on both sides of the ball. So I just think he's gonna get a lot of touches and that could translate to him winning. Yep. And, so moving on. Well, I got um, my dark horse. Oh. My dark horse real quick is Kevin Knox, just for the simple fact that Knicks don't have many people and he he lit up summer league, which doesn't always translate, but he played awesome in summer league and the Knicks with Porzingis hurt. They just don't have many players that can score the he ball. Also had a, they had a couple of double-doubles he did with, mm-hmm. uh, with the Knicks in the preseason games. He looked really good in the preseason. Which he, he started, he's going to come off the bench at the beginning of the yep. season, but they he could definitely work that. himself up to a starting role. I think, yeah. Easily. I think over time, like he's, out of last year's draft, he has the most upside, I would say, definitely in that draft. I just disagree. Looking, just, I'd say Doncic does, or Aiton. It's either Doncic or Knox. Seriously, Knox. Not Knox is going to be a good player, but I don't know if he has the most upside. We'll see. But that, yeah, that's... Yep. Moving on to defensive player of the year, Kawhi Leonard. I think is going to win it, but you also have Rudy Gobert and also Anthony Davis. And I think it's going to ultimately it's going to be between uh, Anthony and Kawhi. My list, uh, my number one option. Is Joel Embiid. Number two is Rudy Gobert, who is the best defender in the league. But that doesn't always mean he's going to get defense player of the year. And my third is Anthony Davis. Yeah, I think, I mean, like, going back to the reasons for Anthony Davis, he's going to lead this team, and his stats are going to be even better. He'd probably average close to 30 points a game, honestly. And, of course, you know, he'll be the main defensive person on that team. Kawhi Leonard, he's already a two-time winner of the Defensive Player of the Year award. We know what he's about, and I think especially with Toronto, he is. It's gonna. He's gonna shine. I def, He's gonna show prove a lot of people wrong, and he'll, he'll come back and definitely lead this Toronto team. And his defense is gonna be outstanding once again. And uh, another player that I had, uh, Rudy Gobert, just for reasons. A top defensive player in the league, and he'll definitely be. Uh, he won it last year, which there's been multiple repeat winners uh, with, uh, especially with, you know, Dwight Howard and uh, you know more recently, Kawhi Leonard. So definitely, um, uh, Rudy Gobert will be up there for that fact. Um, Agile and Beat. Anyway, Rudy Gobert only played in 56 games last year, and he still won it. So. Uh, I have Joel Embiid winning it, or I think he will, just because he's so beloved by the league. He's a great defender, and he does it all, and 76ers are going to be very good, and he just hasn't won any awards yet. So I think it's... Another factor with Joel Embiid is this needs to be able to stay healthy for... Uh, that same like, thing I was going to say with Rudy Gobert, though, because he, he's yeah. had trouble staying healthy his whole I mean, career. Joel Embiid can stay healthy for 70-plus games. You see that record for Philly be much better. And then Rudy Gobert, uh, I think he's the best defensive player in the league, like I've said many times. Uh, 
I just think Joel Embiid edges him out this year. Best player's not always going to win the award. Uh, he also has injury problems. Hopefully he can get that worked out. I have Anthony Davis third because he's an, this man is awesome everywhere. Uh, great defender. Only thing is, I think he might. Well, I don't think he's going to win it. So I think he might have to put too much effort into the offensive side, which could lower that his defense. That is very true. That that's his. the scene where he's been the main focal when he has been the main focal point of the offense. His defensive numbers go down. I, I do believe that he should have won defense player this year because I don't think Gobert. I, do think I, I don't think have. Gobert played enough games to. I mean, you look at Anthony Davis was averaging close to three blocks a game and stealing the led ball. the league in really blocks. Good a game as which well. blocks aren't everything. You can be a good uh, blocker and not a good but defensive this is player. Defensive defensive player in general, he should have won right. last year. Uh, my dark horse would be Al Horford, just a very good defender on a very good defensive team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does it all. Yeah. Sixth man of the year, Lou Williams, who played a really good, uh, had a career year last year at past 30, which is impressive. Eric Gordon, he's won it before. He's you know, definitely one of the, you know, he kind of had his career not really derailed, but hasn't really got, you know, he had so much hype coming into, uh, when he came into the NBA. And he played really good his first couple of years. And his injuries has caused him to be downgraded to, you know, what he could have been, but he's still a solid rotation player. Definitely one of the 20, 20 plus when, uh, Chris Paul was hurt. Yep. And, uh, definitely... Top three point shooters in the league, definitely one of the best rotation players, and definitely one of the best six men. He'll definitely be in the running. And uh, Jason Tatum, and uh, that's sorry, I read that wrong. Uh, Lou Williams, Eric Gordon, I also think Dennis Schroeder is going to be in the running for six men of the year because the past two years he's been starting for the Atlanta Hawks, and he's been really good, averaged 20 points a game last year, good playmaker. Needs to work on his three-point shot a little bit, but other than that, he's going to be instant offense for this Oklahoma City team. And he's definitely going to help him out a lot All right, my coming f- off the bench. For six-man, my number one is J.J. Redick, who there's a chance that he still starts, but I'm I'm taking the leap of faith that they're going to start Markel Fultz. Mm-hmm. Uh, but J.J. Redick, he's a great three-point shooter, averaged 17 last year. He started for most of the year yeah, because he, he did start for Markel most of the year. Markel Fultz was injured for the majority. But I'm saying they start Markel Fultz this year. J.J. Redick still brings that same three-point shooting and scoring off the bench. And six-man award usually goes to a really good score. Uh, and I, I tried to shy away because Eric Gordon and Lou Will, they, they've dominated the award uh last couple of years. So I, I didn't put them in Which my is, standings when mm-hmm. obviously they're – up there too. Yeah, but. when 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 you said uh, six men usually the best score, that's why I think Dennis Schroeder is going to be in the running because he's shown that he can score, and like I said, he's going to help out this Oklahoma City team a lot. And number two, I put Isaiah Thomas, who of course averaged almost thirty two years ago. He's a certified bucket. He knows how to put the ball in the basket. Can shoot. Can can score from basically anywhere at five nine. Uh, and Denver is a team that just scores the ball a lot in general. Mm-hmm. Super fast paced, which could play uh, into the hands of Isaiah Thomas, which I think that could lead to him winning it. And third, I also have Dennis Schroeder because he's been a starter for several years, knows the game. Uh, I think he could come in, 
play very good for OKC and win the award. My dark horse, Austin Rivers, who kind of gets hated a lot on because he's played for his dad, got an extension by his dad and stuff, but still averaged 15 points last year. Gonna And Washington is not very deep at all, so I think he could have a lot of... Uh, a lot of work mm-hmm. that he has to do. I think it's gonna be it's a good pickup for Washington. It's a very good pickup so. for Washington. So for yeah. most improved, I have Jason Tatum, which he showed what he can do last year, but I think he's just gonna I mean he was working out with Kobe this offseason. So I I hate to say this because he's from Duke, but I can't it's hard I can't argue with how good this man is going to be, especially in the future. So I definitely think you'll see Jason Tatum taking a leap up definitely be in the talks for most improved. I think it's Jason Tatum, or uh, you said that he pronounces it differently, but I think it's C.D. Osman mm-hmm. from Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers. You have LeBron leaving, which leaves opportunity for someone to take over that Cleveland team. And Osman's definitely going to be starting. And I think, you know, Let's see if he, you know, learned anything from LeBron. And I th- definitely think with LeBron leaving, it just leaves C.D. Osman a lot of opportunity to grow as a player and definitely be, let's see, uh, be how good of a player that he can be uh, for their first year uh, without, or second time in a row where they've had to deal without um, LeBron. And uh, Jabari Parker, new year, new team, or new season, new team. Uh, he's shown that when he starts, that he can be really good. You know, a couple of years ago when he was with Milwaukee, uh, averaged 20 points a game, six rebounds a game, around two assists a game. So I think definitely think, you know, he'll be the main focal point of this Chicago offense. His numbers are going to get better. Uh, you know, with him, staying healthy is definitely something that he's going to have to be able to do in order to win this win this award, of course. But... I seriously think that he's definitely going to be, as long as he stays healthy, he'll definitely be uh, the main focal point of the offense, and his numbers are going to improve, and he'll definitely be uh, help out the Chicago team. For most improved, my number one is Jamal Murray, who last year he improved by seven points, uh, and as his third year as a point guard, I expect him to take another leap in scoring uh of course, he he's a very good scorer, but I also expect him to take a leap up from uh with his playmaking, which he averaged three assists last year, somewhere around there. I expect him to get that up to at least around five ish, and with him increasing his scoring and uh, playmaking, and if he can get any better on defense, I think all the signs uh signs point toward him winning the award. Also, have Brandon Ingram, who he took a big step up last year as well. Went up about seven points as well. Uh, he's just very physically gifted, which I know Tyler is thinks he's not going to improve at all I, this I year. I don't think. think but, uh, mark my words, it won't happen. But I think LeBron's going to be a good mentor for him, uh, going to teach him different ways to put the ball in the basket and handle himself. Uh, and then D'Angelo Russell, who actually, who I, I thought would win the award last year, but he was hurt Too most injured. of the year. Yep. Hurt most of the year. That's a problem Start, Started off the year averaging yeah. around 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, the injuries injury slowed down. Had, the injuries have definitely been, like for most, some players we talked about today, he's just had injuries, and he definitely has, you know, that's something that he he's has a, to be able to he's do. He's a good playmaker. 
that was actually his best quality at Ohio State. Uh, he's also a very good scorer, so does both of those well if he leads Brooklyn, uh, which he should start over Spencer Dinwiddie, or maybe they'll start together. But I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie has surprised me. And yeah. He was in the running for most improved last year. I think, I think that uh, D'Angelo and should be definitely be starting with Spencer Dinwiddie. I think it's a pretty good duo. And then my dark horse is Miles Turner, which I talked to Tyler about it before, and he actually was thinking about putting Miles Turner in his as well. Uh, he, he, just he, got he, a, he, he has just all got, the signs. Mm-hmm. He, he does. He, he has everything. He's had not put it together. He should shoot some more threes because he, he has a very good shot. He just doesn't shoot it enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Decent can be, throw can be a very good uh, very good defender. Mm-hmm. Should, all the signs point to him improving, but he just hasn't put it together yet. Just got a big... Extension four years seventy two million so I'll definitely uh definitely see it with him uh what other awards we got coach to get to coach of the year that's our last one right for coach last award yes yep I have Brad Stevens Quinn Snyder from Utah and Nate McMillan from the Indiana Pacers now Brad Stevens. I felt like should have won it last year. Not to disrespect Dwayne Casey, but I really feel like uh, Brad Stevens should have won because you have Kyrie goes down. You have Gordon Hayward, who was out for the whole season, but he still led him to 55 wins and led him to a conference finals. But you have to think. And the, they almost it, got it, to the finals. It is a regular season award, and the voting is before the playoffs, so the playoffs have no effect on the voting. You have to remember it's that. It's still impressive. It, it is. And you it's, look at the Raptors, who once again... But the Raptors had the best record. And they were not expected to. But, There's two ways to win the Coach of the Year award. It's either be the best coach on the best team, or coach a team that... Well, basically like MVP, or coach a team way above expectations. And, they, they and the Raptors... They 50-plus games the, the year, year before. before. Yes, but Cleveland and Boston were both expected to do better. And they actually got the number one seed, and they exceeded expectations, and that is why Dwayne Casey won it. The, look at Dwayne I, Casey. I agree. Brain, Brad Stevens probably still should have won it because look at Dwayne Casey. He's the best though. coach in the league. He's been able to lead him in the regular season, but in the playoffs, this playoffs. Has, this is a regular season award, though. Playoffs do not matter. The awards are after playoffs now. They announce it, but the voting is not. The voting is before, and you have to even if it wasn't. It's supposed to be strictly based on the regular season. Uh, still. Playoffs do not have any effect on it. Oh, well. Uh, anyway, Brad Stevens, definitely, especially with all these key pieces back, definitely Boston's going to have close to 60 wins, in my opinion. Definitely run the East, um, and they will. Yeah, Brad Stevens should be definitely be up there. Nate McMillan surprised a lot of people, I think, last year, and uh, the players surprised a lot of people too, especially with uh, Victor Oladipo, and I think uh, especially adding a couple more pieces with Tyreek Evans, uh, this Pacers team uh, they will get better, and I think they'll it'll definitely lead them to a a top five seed. Uh, I have Brad Stevens my number one as well because. I think he's been the best. I also have Quinn Snyder, which... Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you already got to him. uh, Sorry, I I forgot about him. (laughs) But Quinn Snyder, um, I made a pretty bold prediction about putting Utah number two. 
But I definitely think he can lead them. I think Utah... If Utah gets number two, Quinn Snyder will win the award. And Utah, I think, shocked a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people were expecting him to, uh, you know, hang with maybe make the playoffs or even hang with Houston. So, I definitely, I think he'll he'll be in the running. And, again, Utah will continue to improve. Uh, but Brad Stevens is my first option because he came in, I think, 2013... And since his second year in the league, he's been the best coach. And I don't think it's that. I mean, it's him or Greg Popovich, and it's not that much of a debate. Uh, uh, Brad Stevens is slowly becoming the best coach in the NBA right now. I think he is, and I think he has been since his second season. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely him or Greg Popovich. I mean, look, every single year he's improved his teams. Mm-hmm. Every single year. He, and he, he has not won a award yet, so I think it's about time for him to get it. This year should probably be that year. But if he does not, I got Mike Miller. Who's the Nuggets coach? I think they'll be very good. Uh, like I predicted them to be the fifth seed. <clears throat> I I just think he's a very good coach, and if the Nuggets get fifth seed or even higher, then he could get it. And then my last coach is Mike Budenholzer, who's a super good coach, and if he can take the Bucks, who had, got that Atlanta team to win sixty games, yeah, and I think this uh, this Milwaukee team definitely has better pieces than that Atlanta team did. Well, th- so this I- Bucks team, they have they have very good pieces. Of course, they don't fit well to each other, but that also could be a part because they have not had a good coach. And if Budenholzer can get them to a four or three seed, which they haven't yet, I could definitely see the award going to him. And my dark horse would be Alvin Gentry which is the Pelicans coach who I don't think he's a great coach, but if Anthony Davis leads them to such a high record, he'll definitely be considered. I, I could see him getting it. Mm-hmm. So that was it for our, our awards for predictions. And definitely we don't know what's going to happen. No. It's so unpredictable, and it's 82-game-long season. So Any injuries, anything could happen. Yeah, a lot of things. Any- a lot of stuff can happen. So our last part for this NBA special episode our top ten players coming into Which, this. NBA this is team. not debatable. My list is one hundred percent correct, and no one can tell me different. <laughs> Just kidding. Me well, and Tyler have quite a few differences on it. A little bit. Number one. This is uh, going to shock all of your minds, and everybody knows Tyler is completely and one hundred percent wrong for this. But go for it. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, not even. A, I'm not even a LeBron fan. But listen to this. Just go ahead and list off your ten. I'll list off mine. Kevin Durant, number one. Mm mm. Come on. Keep going. We'll, keep going. We'll keep debate going, after. Keep going, we'll keep debate going. after. Kevin Durant, number one. Anthony Davis, number Wait, two. Wait, it, it, it keeps getting cringier. Keep going. Whatever. Keep going. <laughs> James Harden, number three. Listen to this. Steph Curry, number four. And finally. LeBron at five. Number six, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I probably did that wrong. Uh, Kawhi Leonard at seven, which I think is that's reasonable. Kyrie Irving at 8, Russell Westbrook at 9, Ben Simmons at number 10. All right, I got one, the King LeBron. Wrong. I'm not even a LeBron fan, but I recognize he is the – I don't think – I think Durant's catching up to him, but LeBron's the best. Durant at number 2, Steph Curry at number 3, Anthony Davis at number 4, number 5 goes to James Harden, Number six goes to Kawhi Leonard. Seven, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Eight, Russell Westbrook. Nine, DeMarcus Cousins. 
when healthy, when healthy. Uh, I know a lot of people are factoring in his injury, but like I said, until he proves me that he's not top 10, I'm going to keep him in my top 10, just like Kawhi. Last time we saw him, he was not top 10 level, but when he's healthy, he is top 10 from last I saw. So I'm going to keep Kawhi up there. And number 10, Jimmy Butler. All right, first off, let's go ahead and get out the way. Uh, let's debate how the frick you don't have LeBron at number one. <laughs> ask any person that watches the NBA, or ask people that don't even watch the NBA. Hey, at least, have I, no had, idea. At least I had him in top five. I was no. talking, that's what I was talking about, Tim, earlier. People, I was thinking about putting him at, like, number nine or number two. <laughs> that would just be ridiculous. Uh, LeBron, if you put him at number two, I'm going to say you're wrong. But but I but we can debate and I can understand your point of view. But okay. when you put him at number five, no. All right, go go ahead and give me. All right, so Kevin Durant, easily one of the most offensively gifted players I have ever seen. I agree. All right, so he's seven. You know, he's seven foot tall, has the moves of a point guard, and he's definitely catching up with LeBron. I think he's one of the best. He's number one player coming into the NBA. Because he can do everything. Score, rebound. He can. He's a good playmaker. He can shoot it. And he's he's been the leader of this Warriors team the past two years. Even though, I mean, they've had, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely Steph Curry's team. But Kevin Durant's been leading the way. And they definitely would not have won the finals the past two years without Kevin Durant being the being Kevin Durant. So I think he's number one. He can do pretty much everything LeBron can. Uh, number two, keep going, Anthony, keep going, Skip Bayless. Right. <laughs> He's one of my heroes. This, this is one of the worst takes I've ever seen. You're on Skip Bayless level. All right, keep going. Keep Have going. you seen? Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Wait, wait, wait. Keep going. Have you seen Skip Bayless's Instagram? No. I had to show you because it's so cringy. It's so funny though. I, I just love watching the YouTube videos of his worst hot takes. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. <laughs> and you're on Skip Bayless level right now. Just know that. What? What? No. Just know uh, that. No, no. Uh, just, just like when he said Johnny Manziel is going to be the most beloved person in Cleveland ever, even over <laughs> LeBron. Yeah, you're on that level. No, I am not on that right, level. That's just, mm-mm. Uh, number two, Anthony Davis. He's a beast. He'll lead this team, puts up great. He's improved every year offensively, averaging 28 points a game. Um, still really, one of the best defensive players in the game. I still, ha- I would rather have... Anthony Davis coming into the season and LeBron James. And number three, James Harden. James Harden can shoot the hell out of the ball, uh, can score it, a really good playmaker, can rebound it. His defense is questionable, but still, definitely one of the a number three player in the league for me. And he is also can, you know, lead a team when he wants to. But number four, Steph Curry, we all know about him. Great shooter, good playmaker, can lead a team. Like I said, when he wants, when when he can, and he's the face of the franchise. LeBron James, of course, number five. Definitely one of the best players in the world. He's definitely the probably the. Well, I can't. He's. I I just don't think he's the best player in the NBA anymore. And there's people right. that have. I can go down your top four and tell you why he's better in every single one of them. 
uh, Durant because he's such a much better playmaker. I agree, Durant's a better defender, but and but still, LeBron. I mean, not LeBron. Uh, Kevin Durant can still do everything that LeBron. He can. cannot finish as well, and he is not nearly as good of a playmaker. The I think I think I, I I'm not gonna say it's super far apart because I think it's close because I think Durant's a better defender, partly because of the Durant's system also and partly a lot because shooter. LeBron doesn't care on defense anymore, or he did in the last couple of years. And Durant is a better shooter. Durant but you can cannot, you cannot, you, I agree, he's one of the best offense players in the league. But you cannot deny that LeBron hasn't gotten, he has definitely gotten better the last couple of years. He can hit a jump shot now. He can hit a three-pointer. He shot, I think, 38% last year, which is pretty darn good. That's above league average. That's probably around the percentage that Durant shot. Durant probably shoots more, but LeBron's a very capable three-point shooter now with range. Um, uh, Kevin Durant, I mean... And he's such a better playmaker. He's not, I don't think he's a better playmaker. What? He's averaged nine assists, eight assists. Man can get a triple-double any night. Kevin Durant's not that he's a decent playmaker. He's not nearly on the same level. Different players, but I still... I would take Kevin Durant. I think he's more... He's definitely more of a... It's not who would you rather take, it's who's better. Because I would rather take tons of players over Westbrook, but Westbrook's better than him. I'd rather have John Wall than Westbrook, but Westbrook's better than John Wall. It's not even close. Better than have John Wall on my team. I'd rather have Kyrie on my team, but I think Westbrook's better. Mm. I still think Kevin Durant is the best player coming into this season. Like, ser- seriously, he can do everything. He can. I think he's he's definitely a better scorer than LeBron. But I'm not saying that it's like super far apart, LeBron's. Yeah. Way better. I just think LeBron's yeah. better still. Well, and next year, list. next year, could be different. Yeah. Um, next, uh, I agree, Durant too, because uh, of how good he is offensively. Three, Curry. I think, uh, just how he plays, how much he stretches the floor. He is a better defender than people give him credit for. Uh, he also, he's a decent playmaker. Gets six assists a game. Can find the open person. It's just a shooting. It's on a different level. Best shooter in league history. And I don't I don't think you can debate it. He hit four hundred threes in a season. Uh has the record for most in a season, has the record for most in a game. He'll eventually have the most in the career. Uh and he he can legit shoot from anywhere on the court. Davis, he's the best two way player in the league. Uh sol- he can basically do everything. Solid shooter, can finish around the rim, very good protecting the paint. And he he can even switch out onto uh, smaller smaller people, smaller guards and stuff. And James Harden, I have him at five, because offensively, man's a magician. He he always finds a way to get open, whether, at, whether he's walking or looking, not. Just look in that preseason game where he took it. Well, whether his he's back. walking or not is debatable, but either way, the refs aren't calling it, so it's technically not a walk. And yeah. Man, man's a magician. I, I know he, I've been hating a lot on LeBron, and look, I'm not stupid. I know he's the be- one of the best players in the NBA, and, and NBA one of, and, history, and one of the best players this NBA has ever seen. I'm not stupid, but eventually, we we talked about this. Eventually, once you get older, and there's been a couple of players that have the exception, and this is in different sports too, but eventually. Your body will, and I completely it it'll start to go down and wear and tear. It will, but I'm and I still think he's gonna have a good season. 
But I think, you know, last year he was that team. Just as, you know, as all of his, all of his seasons with uh, Cleveland, LeBron was that whole team. And he started every single uh, game last year. Uh, he, you know, he had good minutes. Really, uh, he, he's gone deep into the playoffs minutes. every single year. And that's going to take his gonna, toll. He, and he's going to come down on earth a little bit from last season. And I think it's going to start. He's on the back nine of his career. I, I, if, How many more seasons do you think he has? Do you think he breaks? Do you think he breaks Kareem's record? I mean, he'd have to score about twenty-five points a game for the next like four or five seasons. And I just don't see that happening. I don't. I eventually think that, like I said, over time, it's just human nature. Your body's going to work against you, no matter how well you condition your body, no matter what kind of method you use to, you know, keep your body as healthy as you can. Human nature, your body's going to eventually work, and it's just wear and tear over uh, sixteen was sixteen NBA seasons now. So again, that's just that's going to be in the amount of time he's getting the ball too, and that he's the main uh, main ball handler. He it's going to take a toll on him. I I, I, agree. I think it already has, but like I said, back nine of his career, he. My another prediction of mine for this NBA season. I think he's going to come down on to earth a little bit. I still think he's going to put MVP up numbers. I, maybe, I, I think he's going to start to decline. Obviously, he has the last couple of years, in my opinion. But until someone proves that he's not the number one player, I'm not going to say it. No one's done that yet. One thing I did want to debate with you real quick, or see your opinion on, is you have Giannis as the best player in the East right now. What makes you have him over Kawhi? What makes you say Giannis is better than Kawhi? In the East? Well, well, not just in the East. I'm just saying that means yeah. Giannis is, yeah. but... I think quiet. There's some uncertainty whether or not he'll come back. Which I mean, honestly, I think he will. I think he'll be fine. But it's that uncertainty in that Giannis Antetokounmpo is a beast. He's a absolute. He's a man beast. Uh, can do virtually everything. Score it. Rebound. Pass. Definitely one of the uh, best playmaking bigs in the league right now. I think right now. Until Kawhi Leonard can prove that he was the player that he was a couple of years ago in San Antonio, I think uh, Giannis right now is definitely the better player. Like I said, I'm just going to take into account last time I've seen him healthy, right? Which was two years ago, and he was he's one of the best defenders in the league. Like like we said, you think he's probably the best wing defender in the league? Kawhi, yeah. I definitely think he's number one. I, I think it's him or Andre Roberson. Uh, and then offensively, he's still 25 points per game. He's still 20. young, too. Let's not forget, oh, yeah. he's 20, what, he's, I, think he's, I think he's 27 now, yeah. maybe. But he's still young. He still has plenty Which, of years. And I'm going to go based off the last healthy, full healthy season right. I saw of him. I have a, and, and actually he, I have a question was, about Kawhi. And Kawhi was up, the last time we saw him healthy, mm-hmm. he was beating the Warriors by 20 in the playoffs before he got hurt, and then they came back and won that game. Yep. It so was painful, but... I'm, I want to ask you this real quick. And a shooting over Giannis. Giannis just can't I want to ask you this real mm-hmm. quick as a, uh, as a Raptors fan. Mm-hmm. What do you think it's going to take for him to sign with Toronto next, next uh, offseason? Either, I think probably finals appearance. 
Really? But, but there, there's a chance that conference finals and going down to the gritty with and competing against Boston or Philly, whoever it is, there's a chance that that makes him resign. Um, it's obvious. It's a very international city, and obviously he wasn't very publicized in uh, San Antonio. So out of all the teams, I certainly say Toronto. I would certainly say that Toronto was one of the teams I was not expecting. Well, it's. I think they can definitely make him fall in love with the city if uh, they give him all the exposure and treatment like he wanted in San Antonio, even though he doesn't really deserve because he doesn't have an outgoing personality and usually people with outgoing personalities do that. Get that. Let's just but talk about his laugh. It is beautiful. Most beautiful <laughs> laugh I've ever seen. But yeah, I think conference finals are finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last thing. I just wanted to hear your why you think Ben Simmons is top 10. I think if he works on his shooting game... Uh, that's that's if though. It's 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 if, but I mean he already showed signs last year. He can score. Showed signs of him shooting. No, of scoring. I was going to say I mean did not attempt a three last yeah, year. Of scoring. I mean he definitely needs. That's something he needs to work on. But he definitely did show signs uh, earlier in the season. I mean his point total went down, but he was averaging eighteen points a game. Uh, he can finish with sixteen, eight, and eight, and that's great for a rookie. Uh, very good. I just don't think he's top. Uh, it's 10 questionable yet. if he was a rookie or not, but yeah. Yeah, he was uh, a rookie. Ah. Uh, you're anyways. just a, you're an ex-Louisville fan and Donovan Mitchell fan. That's no, the I was taking I was texting taking all of bias. No, you were not. That's uh, Donovan reason. Mitchell definitely deserved. Why was that debate not going around when Blake Griffin beat out John Wall for Rookie of the Year when he was the second year? He just didn't play his first year. No one, no one. The reason why Embiid didn't win was not because it was his second or third, or not his third year, it was because he didn't play enough. That debate did not come around until Donovan Mitchell lights. Wanted him to win the award. Whatever. Yeah, that's you, the only yeah, reason. Would, and NBA rules that says on NBA, one NBA. point in a playoff, a crucial playoff game. Donovan Mitchell was averaging. Again, what? this was playoff talk in you know regular season, but still, I mean, plus I think Donovan ben Simmons deserved, is a way better player. You even have no. him in your top ten. How are you going to say no when you have him in his top ten? You're going to say he's not that much of a better player, and you have Ben Simmons in your top ten. Exactly, uh, but anyways, um, in the NBA anyways, rules, in the NBA rules, it states that if you have not played a game, you're still a rookie. That's hero there. Whatever. Nah, it's NBA rules. Ah. Uh, anyways, Ben Simmons. As you know, I don't, I didn't really used to like him because he was played at LSU and he was kind of a douche. But I can't argue against the t- type of stats he was putting up. Uh, he was averaging. I mean, he. Definitely a really good playmaker, um, an excellent rebounder, and a uh, great defender. A great defender, and he's really good. If he could, the thing he needs to work on is scoring, and he could definitely be not a, even just scoring, just his shooting. If he can, yeah, yeah. If he can be, he can definitely take it to the hole. If he can be respectable mm-hmm. from three, yep. uh, well, just like where they can't leave him completely open, and he might attempt it. Yeah, that's better and than what he I is think now. He could definitely be a LeBron type player. And he's be, a prototype. Be a constant triple double threat, and he already is. But I definitely think. I mean, you look at the type of player he is. Uh, Russell Westbrook. I mean, tri- constant triple double threat. Um, in uh, Ben Simmons, is you know, he can do everything. Literally everything. I mean, just needs to work on his shooting a little bit. But he he he'll definitely be. 
I mean, I, th- I think this time next year, I think he'll be in, you know, closer to, you know, number one, honestly. I mean, it depends on what type of season he has this year. But he's, you know, he's already shown, shown signs. And he's definitely going to be a, a focal point of, he, I mean, he already is a focal point of this 76ers team. And he, again, I mean, him with Joel Embiid, he'll definitely, uh, Ben Simmons definitely will continue to improve. And I think he's going to be one of the best uh, players uh, in this in this uh uh, and coming up in the this NBA season. Yeah, I think he's very good. I just don't think he's top ten. There's plenty of players I'd take over him. Jimmy Butler, Paul George. Uh, you have him over DeMarcus Cousins. Which, you know, for DeMarcus Cousins, it's because, you know, I just... You know, he's hurt. So, and it's where you, you have him in your... You have DeMarcus in your top ten, but until someone... You know, until he proves that he's not as what he used to be. Well, for me, it's just... But you have Kawhi and yours, and he he hasn't played healthy. Injury. Unless you're taking an different account type of, of Different type of injury. Well, you, no one knows what Kawhi was actually injured by, so... That's true. Plus, not, he was, not plus he was injured for over a year with it, and then he re-injured it as soon as he came back, so yeah. apparently it's not that great of an injury. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, so, guys, again, that was our, our, uh, our uh, NBA preview special. Uh, it's, another it's two kinda, hour episode. Yeah, uh, it was kinda, it was kind of nice to uh, talk to the for a change. Yeah, and, I mean, not just talk about football. I mean, this went from the start of our podcast. A lot of it was football. I mean, ninety nine percent, you know, ninety nine percent of it was football because that's all that was going on. And now we now we have basketball coming back tonight. And I'm honestly, I'm really excited for this NBA season. There's a lot of storylines that I'm excited to see. Uh, as much as I hate it on the Lakers in this podcast, I'm excited to see. I'm re- honestly would excited to see what what you know what happens with them. I'm interested to see how they how they play with each other. Even if you uh, think the, interested- it's a, even if you think the Warriors have the championship locked up, which which they technically don't. Uh, there's just so many more storylines to follow and watch people improve. And I think who's uh, gonna be the best rookie? Once Demarcus comes back, that's gonna be a pretty good storyline mm-hmm. to see how how how. Uh, how good he fits he, in. He will be, yeah, and see how he fits in with them, and uh, what how he can even watch Utah Jazz go to the number two seed, and LeBron James fall to number five in the yep. play rankings. It's gonna yeah. happen. You'll see. You'll be. I'll be laughing in your face when it happens. All right. All right. So uh, again, guys, we Gavin and I and Tim all encourage you to those who are listening to. Interact with us, and as I've said before, if you interact with us, we will interact with you. And you can find us on our Instagram at Man Cave Sports Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Man Cave Podcast. And if you, uh, Gavin doesn't have a personal Instagram, but if you want to follow me on my personal Instagram, it's at Tyler Walrus Golf. We are still so excited about this podcast, and I am still excited about it. I know Gavin is, and this project is only going to get better. It's going to get improve a lot, and we this is our four what our fourth episode together. We obviously yeah. have a lot to improve on, and you know this is the a career choice that I'm you know I'm choosing. This is what I want to do. So obviously, I mean, obviously, I have a lot to improve on 
you know, Gavin does. And I, again, this is this podcast is only going to improve, and we cannot thank you guys enough for those who are still listening. Like we really, you don't not guys don't know how much we appreciate it because we 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 love sports. We love talking about sports. Every time Gavin and I are together, we're always talking about sports, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. So. Seriously, guys, keep listening. Uh, uh, keep up with us. Comment. Leah, if you're listening to on uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave leave a star rating. Leave stars and comment. Just all the stars. Give us all, all the stars. All the stars. <laughs> give us like a million stars, please. <laughs> but seriously, thank you guys. And we thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you and thank you. Thank you and thank you. Appreciate uh, it. And uh, thank you for joining us in the Man Cave.